0: welcome to the march to a million podcast with greg dupont founder of the wealth solutions network in this podcast greg shares his journey to positively impact one million lives by creating an army of financially minded attorneys who embrace an expanded role in their clients lives greg and his guests challenge the status quo in the legal profession and the financial services industry and show attorneys how they can improve their lives provide greater value to their clients and experience greater professional satisfaction. Join us in this movement and strengthen your business by learning how to solve your client's most pressing financial problems. Hello, and welcome to another March to a
1: Million podcast with Greg Dupont. Today, we're gonna be talking about the second of all six pillars. We spent uh, the last episode on the first pillar. If you haven't listened to it, please make sure you go back. But today we're gonna be talking about wealth preservation. All right, Greg, where do we start with this?
2: So Matt, you know, most of the people that we talk to in an estate planning kind of conversation ha- have kind of finished their savings journey. They're trying to figure out they've, they've got their bucket of money that they've accumulated, and they want to preserve their lifestyle, preserve legacy. And that's what wealth preservation is all about, what the pillar of wealth preservation is about. How do we take this bucket that they've got and have it suit their lifestyle they want and leave the legacy tomorrow. All
1: right. Well, so they're not putting any more deposits into this bucket, right? This They're done. Uh, so this is a very stressful time, I'm assuming, for the people who come to you, Greg, because this is a big deal. Walk me through
2: that. So it's a transition, right? It's People are, are looking down the road and they're seeing all of the political strife, the, the economics, and, and they want to live their life. Uh, the financial industry looks at the money side of things all too often. But when somebody comes before us as advocates in that end of that savings journey, ready to start using it, you know, the, that balance in there, that's, that's their work life. It ain't just a number. A- and they don't want to have it at any more risk than it needs to. They want to make sure that uh, that 30, 40, 50 years of savings is going to take care of their future and you know no one, none of us know when we're going to pass away. and that's the, the the challenge of this thing. You know we got to figure out how do we make that last as long as it do. And if somebody else has different plans for us than we do and we end up checking out this journey early, how do we make sure that it goes to the people that we wanted to go to in the most tax efficient and protected manner as possible? Well, let's talk about
1: the three secrets that are involved in wealth preservation.
2: Well, first of all most of what the current investor has been taught kind of the lay investor uh most of what they've been taught is not correct anymore that's the first secret that (laughs) there we've been Uh, like that's a heck of
1: a secret bro holy
2: moses (laughs) Uh, the second one is for the financial advocate patterns drive strategy so that's what we're looking for we're looking for the patterns and those are what's gonna help us determine what are the right strategies going forward. And the third one for a, an attorney that's thinking about becoming a financial advocate is that these patterns exist right now in your current client base, the clients that you serve. So I was just, for example, I was onboarding a new member earlier today and we're talking about his book of business. And, and you know, right now he's got a, a healthy estate planning practice and he's got 20 30 people coming through the house through this office every month and when i started showing him some of these patterns it quickly the math as to one the money that he could preserve for the families becomes extraordinary and on the flip side of that the the impact on his practice uh, is tremendous as well yeah all right
1: did we get to the third one
2: so that's the third part. The, the third one is that these things are in front of the attorneys day in, day out.
1: Ah, uh, okay, clear, clear. is Okay, so let's break down secret number one, because you just unloaded a whole bunch there, man. Uh, much of what you've taught isn't correct. I mean, we could probably spend the whole rest of the time talking about this, but uh, give us the, maybe the, the not the 30,000 foot view. Let's go like a
2: 5,000 foot view. Where are we going with this? So I, I will go from my own experience because these are the paradigms that i had to shift when i moved into this role you know what did i find out that i thought i knew that i didn't know i mean i've got a finance degree i you know i've studied this stuff and i as we talked about before i, I cut my teeth inside of a mutual fund family and learned modern portfolio theory how this is the tool that provides us protection the diversification of our portfolio well How's that worked for you? Okay? It has And there's a reason why. So the first thing that people have to understand that that static modern portfolio theory that drives 90% of the consumer's uh, portfolios out there doesn't behave the way that we've been told. So that's number one. And number two, the consumer has been herded into tax deferral uh, without having an understanding uh, of how that's going to come back and bite them in the rear end. Because everything old is not new again in that situation. You know, and then as we as we talked about the outset, you know, the, the third uh, of my change paradigms, uh, things that I've been taught that are not true is... Nobody really understands until they go through it that the game changes when you go from saving to using that savings. So there's a dramatic change when you go from accumulation to distribution. The fourth thing I'd like to point out is one of my change paradigms that is something I grew to believe that I found out that was not right. You know, I I came out from the mindset that these annuity things are terrible and people should avoid them like the plague. Uh, and that was my mindset when I shifted into uh, this role. And it took me a few years to find, well, I wasn't wrong, but I was behind the times. Mm-hmm. There were some things that changed that now make the, the correct annuities an incredibly powerful tool to preserve wealth. And the last thing that I learned as a lawyer that I had to deprogram myself, and that's maybe it's coming from the Dave Ramsey School, the buy term and invest and all that stuff. You know, all this talk about how life insurance, I don't need it in retirement. It's in completely a waste of money. Well, it's hogwash for many people uh, it is an incredibly powerful tool in terms of trying to preserve and transfer their wealth to the next generation. So those are five things I believe are kind of the cornerstones of what you've been taught is not true. Are there any
1: of those that you want to dive more deeply in on, on, on this show, or do you want to go ahead and kind of t- to
2: move on here? I think we'll move on because each one of those uh, is a show in and of itself.
1: Yeah. And I just want to just very quickly from, from my my perspective, you know, uh, 80% of Americans, when they hear the value or what an annuity offers says that they want it, and then the minute you use the word annuity, it's 20%. So unfortunately, there's been a substantial amount of misinformation out there. And the other thing that's really powerful is the wealthy buy life insurance. Uh, oh my goodness gracious. And they talk about it all the time. But for some reason, that hasn't trickled down to the estate planning attorneys that we're focusing on here. So
2: one of the things that and financial advocate needs to understand. Um, heck, any consumer needs to understand is the rules have changed. You know, when we started the 401k experiment with the guinea pig generation, which is the people that are our clients that have got these monies in 401ks, IRAs, what was the story that we were told? The story that we were told was that when we get to retirement, our personal income tax rates would be lower than they were during our earnings years. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: and that was, that had truth to it in the Mm eighties before the Reagan revolution, before we went from having dozens of tax brackets to having broad tax brackets. Okay. So we thought we'd have some arbitrage when we came out, but the first question that I ask all my clients is, "Hey, in retirement, do you want to decrease your standard of living?" No, nobody does. Uh, nobody wants to decrease their standard of living and so as we are sitting in the status quo, most likely we're going to be still in the same tax bracket because of the broad range of income that's covered under taxes for most people. Let alone what's going to happen when tax cut and job act expires let alone what's going to happen when the government finally addresses the growing insurmountable unmanageable and untenable debt that we have
1: mm-hmm.
2: so it's a it's a mathematic and geopolitical certainty that personal income tax rates will be increasing in the future and so if you are somebody that is counseling A family as to how to preserve protect and transfer wealth you've got to be telling them hey the risk is this is going to get lopped going to get whacked you know i started practicing law back in 1992 it was the standard of care for an estate planning attorney when sitting across the table from a family that had six hundred thousand dollars to talk to them about an AB trust, to try to protect them against a federal estate tax that kicked in at 35 to 40%, depending. Mm -hmm. And now most estate planning attorneys sitting across the table from a family, their wealth is their house and their IRA, their 401k, and they're doing nothing to protect that family from the 40% whack that that IRA 401k is going to take when it goes down to the next generation and I I believe that it will be malpractice in the future especially if I have my way of making this more of the standard discussion for an attorney that there are tools out there to preserve that wealth Thank you for allowing me to get back on my my soapbox. Yeah, box. dude,
1: I, I love your soapbox, brother. Absolutely, I love your passion. I think that's something that we really want to continue to have the listeners understand is is that you this is your core being, right? Uh, and part of people's core beings are patterns, and and so you talked about patterns drive strategy, and the third one is that there's uh, there are patterns uh, that are within your existing book of business that you can use to to serve. Let's talk about patterns. So, uh, what, to, what patterns drive strategy? What does that mean?
2: Well, so part of what we've done with Wealth Solutions Network is we have developed, you know, call it templating. Okay, you know there there are certain fact patterns, which is what attorneys are trained to find, that are repeatable. There are nuances from one to the next, but you know the the fact of this is that when we're sitting there with a client that has their income needs met, we see a pattern there. Do we have an excess capital problem, which is a good problem to have, right? But are we sitting there across the table from somebody that has their income needs met, that they now have a balance in their IRA, their 401k, that is going to grow most likely? Well, that's a pattern. When we see that, we know that we can fix that problem. How do we fix that problem? We fix it through Roth conversion, through managing the income, through shifting monies into other tax-free accounts, those type of things. So that's a that's a pattern that an attorney can see and, and grab a hold of. Another pattern, you know, it's uh when we're when we're sitting across the table of somebody that's worried about the cost of long-term care. Hmm. That's a pattern that there are solutions for. And so all we need to be doing as advisors, attorney advisors, financially-minded attorneys, is looking for these patterns and seeing, okay, this person is in a situation where they're worried about long-term care. They've recognized that if one of them goes to, learn to nursing home care, the whole bucket essentially is at risk. So, let's fix that problem. And so, you don't need to be as we talked about before, the 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 rocket scientist, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about some of that uh, detail that I used to need to worry about because we have solutions that are productized, so that the fiduciary uh, minded attorney can pull the product off the shelf, the solution off the shelf, and say, "This is our pro- this is our solution to your tax problem. This is our solution to your long term care problem." This is our solution to your desire to protect Johnny's inheritance from Johnny's wife. So the last aspect of patterns is everything that you just outlined.
1: The attorneys that are listening to that are saying, God, I just, Greg, I just had that conversation. Oh, uh, this is somebody, you know, they they were concerned about a, B and C. How does this system and with this last component of this pillar how do you help attorneys look at their existing book of business, their existing client base, and tease out these patterns so that they can start bringing these solutions to their clients?
2: You know, as we continue to evolve and build our systems to deliver this for everybody, yeah, this this year has been kind of a soft rollout. Mm-hmm. And, and as I've been working with, with other attorneys, bringing them into my system, showing them how to do this. We're developing standardized procedures, checklists, protocols, uh, so that they are confident as they go in. So, for example, the attorney I'm working with today, you know, we've gone through an analysis of his existing practice. What are the people that are currently appearing before him based upon his marketing and saying, okay, what are we seeing? Which of these fact patterns are we seeing? And now as we're going into his individualized coaching, we're going to go into, these are what I call are the core three for him, solutions from what his book is giving him. And now we're going to teach the core three, and we're providing the solution. So he's got the understanding of what he's doing, the confidence to go in front of that client and say, hey, where are you heading here? You've got this excess capital problem. Here is the solution to that problem. Do you want to solve it? Because problems do have solutions, uh, and problems have prices, right? Pay me me later. The IRS is going to get paid. So, how do we fix this? And so that's that's what we do with our training. Okay, and as we continue to evolve and build this out. We we are at the it's kind of the base level of membership uh, as well as some of our social media stuff. It's our mission to train more and more attorneys to to look for these patterns, and whether or not they decide to go all in with the process and become licensed to generate additional revenues. Well, the intention and the goal is they're going to be more attuned to these solutions so that they can at least tell the clients, hey, I've identified this problem and there are solutions. And you need to go and, you know, if you don't wanna do it with me, I can't do it. I can hook you up with the group that does it for me Mm -hmm. or go back to your guy and say, hey guy, these are solutions that I need for my family and my life, not you. (laughs) Yeah, not you is really important.
1: Let's talk about the gentleman or the, the the attorney that you met with today, right? And when you were walking them through this process, what were some of their responses? Uh, how did they feel about going through this with you? Um, tell us a little bit more about the story of that interaction today, please.
2: Yeah, so um, he is now. We're now in our third coaching session, uh, have, having discovered the nuts and bolts of his practice. Uh, and as, as I told him, I said. Uh, Mike, as as I look at what you're telling me about your process, you know, we can add these three components in right now and we're, we've got a 120-day action plan that, that's going from square one to revenue. And my intention with him is that there will be revenue generated for him within 120 days that is, in his case, um, a exponential uh, factor above what he's invested in. Uh, the program Uh, because he's already got the clients yeah he's already got that and you know he's he's dealing with all kinds of personnel issues trying to scale up and trying to get other attorneys in and i i'm I'm, mike we can put more money in your pocket you're going to deliver a better outcome to your clients uh and be a hero to those families that are otherwise going to be losing in his case, because he lives in a, a state tax state, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of leakage yeah. that we can prevent. and he's he's incredibly excited uh, about what's happening, uh, the ability to do this. Uh, he's going full bore into this and uh, uh, he's, he's reflecting upon all the families that he has helped that he can go back to and help even more.
1: One last question about the pattern, and we'll we'll go ahead and wrap today's show up is, um is this something that attorneys can do to past clients, right? So, I mean, we're, we're looking at existing books of business, and you and I both know that, you know, if you're seeing 20 to 30 clients a month, you're looking at what's ahead of you and what you have in your pipeline. Is this something that estate planning attorneys can go back to previous clients with and, and utilize this system to generate more business from past people who have had trust work done?
2: So our 120-day our action plan for him starts with awareness and looking for these opportunities with the people that are in front of him. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of cut our teeth with that. And then it moves on into, as we go through the end of the 120 days, now we've gone past the core three that we're going to focus on to get laser focused on into some of the other elements, the other pillars, as it were, that he can then go back to his book Uh, and uh, throughout this whole thing, as I was telling him today, it's like what I'm trying to do for the attorney that we're onboarding is trying to balance the amount of work you got to put in to get this and results because this is all designed to be uh, just kind of a bolt on to an existing practice for those that have got a mature practice Uh, mindful that the ultimate goal is to develop deeper relationships, generate more volume and more, more, not volume, but more um, profit Mm -hmm. and free up time. Uh, And so that's what it's all about. Yes. So the short answer to your question is absolutely go back to the book. uh, And now that you've seen these patterns, you know that you've got people back there that didn't take, X, Y, and Z actions uh, that we can now help them with. Right.
1: All right. My favorite question for you, Greg,
2: is what should I have asked you that I didn't? You you should have asked me why. So, you know, we, we talked about the taxes and all that. And the core of wealth preservation in my mission on that is for years, the press has talked about what would be an unprecedented generational transfer of wealth from the four hundred and one k generation to their chosen heirs, and the whole why, the whole core of why I'm doing this is to wake people up. Because if we don't take action, and, and we as attorneys that are in a spot to affect the families, if we don't take action, there is not going to be this transfer wealth. There's going to be an unconfiscated unprecedented confiscation of wealth from the IRS, from the nursing home industry, from the medical industry. And attorneys that jump into the breach have the ability to take a look and affect these lives. It's, it's going to save trillions of dollars that's otherwise going to be pissed away Mm -hmm. Mm. that's my why
1: Matt. all right brother that was fantastic all right everybody listen if you didn't listen to the overall wealth management episode that was our first one uh please make sure that you do that of the six pillars we had a couple before that uh today we talked about wealth preservation in our next episode we're going to be talking about wealth enhancement all right give us a quick preview of that before we wrap up the show
2: today so wealth enhancement we have again everyone that we're talking about we we're basically have started with hey, we've done our savings but how do how do we make it grow how do we affect broader how do we maybe satisfy other goals mm. we've got ourselves where we need to be uh, and free ourselves for a, a future of greater uh, contribution perfect perfect
1: perfect Perfect. All right, everybody, if you have not subscribed to the show yet, make sure that you do. If you know another estate planning attorney who needs to hear this, please make sure that you share this show with them uh, because this is a movement. We are at a march to a million, everybody. We're trying to do what we can to truly and fundamentally change the way the estate planning attorneys look at their existing book of business and how they can serve their clients in a much more holistic and a much more appropriate manner. Your clients are going to thank you for this. They're going to tell their friends about this because you're doing something that most other attorneys are not doing. So if you have not subscribed, please make sure that you do. Please make sure you share the show. And for Greg, this is Matt Hallern. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the March to a Million podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and get in touch with our team by visiting our website at www.wealthsolutionsgroup.biz or give us a call at 614-432-8065. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wealth Solutions Network. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice from qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have.